Hello and welcome to this podcast that doesn't yet have a name. We're feeling, uh, feeling the random, random, shit, random shit podcast. Okay. RSP. Welcome to the first ever random shit podcast with um, myself, Jamie, and uh, down the other end of the phone. Oh, doggy the dog. Myth, the man, the myth, the legend. The <laughs> doggy dog. <laughs> El, El doggy dog. <laughs> How are you, Lawrence? I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. Very bored. Good. Yeah, yeah. How's quarantine going? Uh, it's all right. Just downloading, downloaded Animal Crossing. Oh, Possibly yeah. the greatest game ever made. So that's been love to see it. Bit of a time sink, but yeah, yeah all is groovy. All excellent, is good. Excellent. Um, so do you want to explain what this podcast exactly is then? Yeah. So basically, we know each other from uni, and now and again, we always come up with random, sometimes philosophical something sometimes just completely random subject and we'll ponder it for a few hours and come to some conclusions. So we just thought we'd create a place for our kind of random thoughts to be collected and manufactured into something. Well, I'm going to say amazing already. I might be a little bit early on that. Wow, bold. That's bold. Because I think everyone has these kind of things. I can imagine like loads of people with their mates, they just get these random questions that pop into their heads. Or, yeah. or things that they just don't understand. And when you ask them, like, as in you ask them to your mates, everyone just kind of sits there and goes, oh, I've got no idea. That's quite weird. Yeah, and that's just... exactly, we're going to do that. But we're going to be explaining. We Each week, we're going to bring a topic each with a question that, you know, you might have pondered. You might not have pondered it before. But <laughs> Probably when, not. But, but once it's asked, you're going to be thinking, wow, I don't know. You shall not forget. That's the problem. But, but we're here to provide the answers that, to questions you didn't know you needed to know. <laughs> but now you're gonna know it's, it's gonna pu- be great <laughs> i don't know do we market this as an educational it could be should we charge nine grand for it yeah i mean <laughs> fucking if university can get away of like missing out two months of lectures you never know if it goes well we might get some sponsorships on it and then we can get <laughs> oh this is dollar shave club <laughs> <laughs> this, this this podcast is sponsored by League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> the Squarespace is a common one. Yeah, so uh, this is what's going to happen. It's going to be pretty pretty loose. Loose this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like absolutely no structure. No, but I think a bit of research will go into each topic because these questions we don't. It's not like we know them really either. So we we're going to have to learn them and then teach each other. And we don't know what each other is going to talk about. I mean, yes. we know today because we discussed it beforehand, but uh, before, for the rest of them, we're not going to know what the other one's topic is. Which it's going to be completely random. Yeah. <laughs> I think the the question that like prompted us to start this podcast was the, oh, that the was classic, yeah, yeah, yeah. My how, how do you make a crane without a crane? Which yeah, was, I mean, that was one of my my creations, wasn't it? That Yeah, that's, that was a... And that, this wasn't just a, a question that lasted for a few hours. This was genuinely like a week's worth of, of discussion. This question, at various yes. points, we, we, we had very different. We had very differing views on this as well. Yeah, it got <laughs> quite heated, didn't it? I thought it was going to be the end of our friendship. It but, was close. Uh, it was close. I mean, I don't think either of us were right, but admittedly, I think you were probably closer. Yeah, I, I'll be uh, honest. I think I actually was. I think I was closer. Yeah, but. It, once we found out how they were made, it was quite shocking. It was it was an incredible revelation. Yeah, trains. So if you don't know themselves. exactly, they build themselves. And if you want to, if you want to see this phenomenon, then I would suggest oh, I would suggest getting on YouTube because there's a few there's a few incredible graphic videos. Not <laughs> yeah, graphic in that sense. 
you might get a little bit excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A crane erecting itself. Oh, God. I think I've seen that video. Well, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> should we get into today's one then? Lawrence, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, so my question is, I mean, I, t- I can't remember what prompted it, but one day I was just walking through Sainsbury's probably and I just gazed upon, I could be the greatest chocolate ever made, a chocolate orange. Good old classic Terry's chocolate orange. The Christmas, the Christmas stocking special. Took it, took it out of the box and did that nice orange foil kind of wrapping with a little sticker on. I can see it, it now. A good smack to break it up in the segments. Then boom! All of a sudden, <laughs> if you actually look at them, they've got like this kind of pattern on the inside of each segment. Okay. And I was like, like an actual orange. Like an actual orange. How the hell can that be made? So your question is while how, it, how do they while it remains as a perfect sphere, but with individual segments. That that's a good a point because you have to side. you have to hit them to break it up, don't you? Because they're like they're not like easily pulled apart. They're quite compact, aren't they? Yeah, they're rock solid, mate. Like yeah. you could launch one of that playing cricket and send it for a six. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of my question. So I, uh, I mean, admittedly, it didn't take long to find the answer. A quick Google, Google search, and I found out that the chocolate orange factory. They create a mould with loads and loads of little segments in. Okay. Fill them up individually. Pour like the, you know, that bit in the middle. Yeah, it has like the stem in the middle, yeah. The the best thing about a chocolate orange, that kind of dense orangey chocolate. Yeah. (laughs) They pour that in and then compact it all in. Just enough that it can break on impact, but remains as a whole. So it's a fairly like quick answer to my problem, but... I just thought it was quite incredible. It is quite clever that. So, so they, so they, so they have like a mold. Does the mold? The mold must have the like the pattern on it then. So each individual section has the, and then what they like bring them together and compact, like lift it up and compact it all together. Yeah. So they have like a, a circular mold. Yeah. With all the individual segments in, with like a little bit of plastic in between, and they fill up using the molten chocolate. Right. So you've got like a load of individual segments separated by a little bit of plastic mm-hmm. they take it out of the plastic and compact the whole thing oh they lift the plastic the out the middle and compact. so uh. the only contact is with the complete edges of the little segments and that middle stem in the middle and it just manages to keep its kind of structural integrity that's clever that's it really is clever. it's quality i can't remember how and many they, they mash out per us. day but it's a significant number yeah, I can imagine. So then they wrap, they must uh, wrap them afterwards. Then, so I was like, yeah. I mean, they must boost their their productivity about five hundred times at, at Christmas because that's the best time for a chocolate orange. Yeah, that's prime prime time is Christmas time. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, I can't think of the last time I saw a Terry's chocolate orange like outside of or like between the I months mean, I of like February and orange, December. Huh? You alright? What's happened? I can't hear you, mate. I can't hear you. You can't hear me? I can hear you, fine. Can you hear me now? Mate, can you hear me? I can't hear you. You haven't muted me. Have you muted me? You muted yourself. No, I did, but I'm not anymore. I'm fine. Uh, can you hear me now? There. Yeah? Fucking dickhead and muted his laptop. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I was just thinking. I was trying to say whether you muted me. I'm I'm tempted to keep this in. 
Yeah, go for it. In the podcast. Yeah, sure. <laughs> People are going to hear how much of a melt you are. Just highlight how much of a fucking dickhead I am. I might have to shorten that because that was genuinely about two minutes of me speaking. <laughs> him just going, I can't hear you, I can't hear you. <laughs> and he's muted me. <laughs> I must have just fucking leant over and tapped the mute button. <laughs> you are a melt. <laughs> oh, what great oh. That is, This so, is yeah. elite, elite level podcasting right here. Um, I mean, it, it can only go up. Yeah, yeah bloody hell. Thank God this is the first one. What was, oh, yeah, they must Yeah, they must boost production incredibly at Christmas time. Now, all there's just like a massive store of chocolate oranges somewhere in the yeah. world. How, 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 long oh. these last, how long do these last for? If they're just pumping them out all year, there must be a massive stockpile in the summer. Chocolate takes ages to go out because it's all sugar. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. It does last for a while, doesn't it? Yeah, and then they I guess they just use, like, shitty milk. Shitty milk? What does that mean? You mean, like, the long life stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah. Must have, somewhere, must have. somewhere in the world, there is a, a store of probably a million chocolate oranges. God, imagine that warehouse. Imagine getting in that warehouse. I mean, they could not trust me to work there. That's Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. <laughs> We'd be doing that I, audit and be like, we've lost 10,000 <laughs> oranges last month. What's going on? You just have to go in and stuff two down your trousers <laughs> and say you've got mumps or something. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if you go to Cardiff Uni, you can get away with that, probably. Yeah. Oh, Cardiff, Cardiff yeah. Met, anyway. Yeah, oh, that's a bit. <laughs> imagine if they got... A, oh, they would have to keep it all so clean. Imagine if they got like a mice in there or something. Oh, my they God. They would eat the whole way through that chocolate orange story <laughs> and they'd probably end up ending themselves just like diabetes they'd have a sugar overload probably and kill themselves I mean I do love a chocolate I, f- I think that is an S tier snack it's a what? S tier snack oh the top, top tier strong S tier yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it is <clears throat> I think they're I'd love it if they did like a dark chocolate version that'd be amazing I'm pretty sure they have done like a limited edition dark really? chocolate. Really? I think so. I'm much more of a dark chocolate. Because I find that, I like, I, I like it, don't get me wrong, but I find it a bit like, a bit too sweet well, sometimes, a bit sugary. Yeah, but that's because you're a 40-year-old man in a 20-year-old man's body. That's a good point. Yeah, there are dark chocolate oranges. Well, they used to be. Do not is a, a, a top, top tier. Those after eight little, little square mints. Mate, those are good. I'm actually on my desk here. Oh, you have Or a matchmaker. I've got some after eight straws, which are pretty oh. much the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like they're like chocolate straws, but they've got mint uh, like running through the middle of them. Oh. They're proper good. Yeah, that is that is naughty. Do some ASMR yeah. with it. <laughs> I don't know if that worked. <laughs> Barely. Yeah, I kind of just got that, like I just that. got like a, a swallow, mate. That can <laughs> when you're famous, that that'll be sound bitten or sound sound bited. Sound, sound. sound that's going to be a sound bite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in five years' time, it's going to come back to haunt us. <clears throat> Wrong move. Mm. I've enjoyed our chocolate orange chat, mate. Have you got any other I facts mean, about it? How many do they pump out a year? Do you know? <laughs> no idea, mate. <laughs> But not enough to satisfy my thirst for him. Not, not enough. <laughs> Lawrence is a bulk buyer. <laughs> Go to Costco and just come out with panic buying. I'm not going to be one of those guys that <laughs> get that toilet you, paper. That's what you'd panic buy. <laughs> chocolate Fill my room out of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, coronavirus, I reckon, can be beaten by good old, good old sauna and a chocolate orange. That's what the Bulgarian 
guy, isn't it? Is it Bulgaria? Yeah, where the football's still going on, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the icon. The president, well. the, the president just said, just 50 mil of vodka, have breakfast on time, and go to the sauna, and you'll be sorted. Yeah, I saw one guy, it's like the ice, and it's like, oh, coronavirus can't survive on our ice. <laughs> <laughs> it's sure better, true. better to die on your die standing than yeah. <laughs> live on yeah. your knees or something. That's so oh, weird. Damn. Just die in the watching an ice hockey match. Mm-hmm. Although I've heard the um oh where is it? One of the stans. Tajistan, I think. Tajistan. Is that the place? I just made that up. I can't <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Tajistan. Tajistan. Have I made that room? Yeah, mate, that is. Is. yeah. Their Premier League is starting this weekend apparently. Oh, it's not. So, I mean, they're just going to give like coronavirus a load of teachers. And yeah, I bet that they're all definitely semi pro. Premier League. They're definitely all semi pro. San Marino levels of football. Yeah, they'll have like a. They'll have like the postman in goal. Stuff like that. <laughs> the postman would be sick in goal. Do you think? Mate, postmen are the hardest breed of men ever made. Yeah, to be fair, you're an ex royal man, uh-huh. aren't you? I am indeed. I've got the scars to prove it. <laughs> And the fleece. <laughs> yeah. The sick fleece. I lost a baseball cap there. Oh, sorry. Uh, Mate, I'll tell you, I reckon you could sell that on Depop for wedge. Oh my God, yeah. That would satisfy the craving for chocolate oranges. <laughs> <laughs> people, people, other people sell stuff for drug money. You sell it for chocolate orange money. I need my fix. <laughs> two segments a day. I'm sorry. Um, two oranges a day. A segment an hour. The oranges a day keeps the doctor away, mate. Yes, yeah, so a chocolate orange a day keeps the roner away. That's what I've heard. <laughs> it's not quite as good as winner, winner, binger for dinner. <laughs> winner, winner, binger for dinner. I mean, we've got to fucking do a spike ball segment sometime in this this podcast. At some point, we will... Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure one of us can find something interesting to talk about. That's mate, honestly, on their Instagram, I think yesterday, they did top not top five plays a month and some of them were unreal really I bet the thing is you see them on YouTube they're unreal we might have to get Mr. GB himself on Jack Collard if he fancies it <laughs> I think Jack Collard will be all over that Jack if you're listening to this do you fancy fancy coming on next time if you if you can find something interesting to talk about swipe ball <laughs> I mean a... Jack finding something interesting to talk about it's just not going to happen yeah true Jack's about as useful as a condom in a convent. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. That's a good one, that. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Unlucky, mate. He's my rocket Yeah? Did you see Billy J. Saunders? Yeah, what a melt. Yeah. What a melt. You can't, be, put, you can't be putting that out online. What a dickhead. I mean, literally, uh, the same year, he's got the biggest fight of his life. In Canelo Alvarez, and he goes and puts that up. Do you see <clears throat> Eddie Herm was like, oh, he's just he spent all he spent all weekend like um, helping out at, like food banks and stuff, and like donating like money and all of that stuff. And then he goes and does that. He's yeah. just like he's, su- he's such a melt. Like even if it was a joke, you shouldn't be joking about it in the first place. And secondly, you can't be putting it online. It's like a three yeah. minute video. It's not like a little clip. It's like a three minute video. Yeah, because he like reinforces at the end where he's like, oh, give them, set the first one sends their head off and then the second one finishes them off. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> terrible. It's awful. I mean, I really like him as well. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know that much about him, but he seems. I think he's he's quite good, isn't he? But yeah, bit of a stu- bit of a stupid thing to do, really. For sure, it's my For opinion. Sure. Right? So we jump into mine then. Mate, I think the world is desperate to know. So my topic for this one is surrounding the phenomenon of a knuckleball, which some people may know, some people might not. It's basically, it's like found in sports like cricket and baseball and football. It's basically where if you throw a hit a ball, then it like swerves very unpredictably. And it's something that like people, a lot of footballers and a lot of baseball players try to do, but it's very difficult. So my, my question is, how does it work? How oh, yeah. does a knuckleball work? And how do you hit, kick one? Because I've never, I've never hit one. I think I've tried a few times and it's very difficult. I mean, the F2 freestylers make <laughs> it look so easy. Yeah, but that's because that's their job. They've like, they practice it for years. Did you, a little bit of controversy surrounding the knuckleball. Did you see it when they tried to do an on the ground knuckleball and it came out that they just used fans? Really? I'm pretty sure they just use massive industrial fans to blow the football from one side to the other to make it look like it was moving. That's weird. Because, was it rolling? Yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. So part of, as you'll find out in a minute, a knuckleball, part of the reason the knuckleball moves so much is because it's not spinning, which means the air has a very, there's a different, completely different impact on it. Yeah, so... It's got like a weird, when you see like a footballer about to take one, they, the ball kind of stays stationary, doesn't it? They have like a weird run up and you just get like that last minute dip. Of the yeah, so, so one of the most important things about like how to, about an up ball is that you can't be spinning. The ball can't be spinning. It has to be pretty much stationary. Not as in, it can be obviously moving through the air, but there can't be any rotation on it really. So it doesn't cut through the air as clearly. You would expect it if you know if you put topspin on a ball, then it it dips more, but it goes through the air straight, doesn't it? Whereas, so you would think if it had normally spin on it, it would just go straight. But in fact, yeah. it means the air reacts very differently around it. Okay. And without trying to get too physicsy, it's to do with fluid dynamics, as they call it, which is basically just the movement of it's like how air moves around an object. Mm. So, for example, one of the th- reasons they thought so obviously this originates in baseball it's called knuckleball from its how it was thrown how the pitch is thrown where you throw it instead of holding it in the middle of their hand or their fingers round it they put their knuckles behind it instead and throw it like that <clears throat> hence the name okay and one of the reasons they thought it moved around so much was because a baseball has um seams on it like raised seams that help you grip them so kind of like a seam on a cricket ball but wider people thought for a long time that it was those seams made the the air act weirdly around it and essentially that was the reason why it used to swerve so much and stuff mm-hmm. but obviously in football that's a completely different situation because it doesn't have raised seams on it at all it's much smoother football yeah i was gonna and, say like, and the right. one that the one that the ball that is like synonymous with the knuckleball is the jubilani from the world cup 2010 world cup what a ball what a world cup i know what a what world cup. 20, 2010 2010 yeah, oh. 2010, 2010. That's World Cup song of all time. Yeah, bloody raise your flag, that pot of cheer. Yeah, wave your flag. Wave your flag, that's it. That's a pure banger, that. I had that on my little Nokia smartphone. <laughs> I think it was my ringtone at one point. I don't blame you. It's an absolute tune. It really is. But yeah, that ball was known at the time for swerving 
massively. And that is also one of the smoothest footballs that's ever been made. So well, that's how they kind of sold it, wasn't it? Well, yeah. It was, it's, if you look at it, if you see a photo, like Google a Jubilee, if you don't know what ball I'm talking about, it's incredibly smooth. There's very little seam. There's very few seams on it and stuff. So that kind of like throws the raised seam aspect kind of out the window. And there was a, they did some research in 2016 to do rats around a knuckleball effect and stuff. And the thing that people have come up with is this thing called the drag crisis, which sounds a bit confusing, but I'll explain it. Hopefully it'll be like a lot simpler. So basically, obviously, when anything moves through the air, it's subject to drag, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, this drag crisis happens when a ball is not rotating and it's moving through the air. It's moving through the air like, yeah, without any spin on it. With, essentially, once it hits a certain point, this, the drag um, like massively decreases inst- instantaneously. And it, and it also causes a massive um, increase in velocity and movement at that point so it's like it's basically like the drag massively reduces and the, so the ball speeds up and goes like all over the place and this has been coined the drag crisis um and it's because basically the air around it changes from what's called laminar flow which is basically just in like a smooth straight line around the ball to yeah. turbulent flow which is like obviously you know turbulence like in an aircraft is way more chaotic like unpredictable and stuff Mm-hmm. And at that point, it changes into turbulent flow and causes the ball to like swerve around and move around. So that's like part. That's like one of the reasons why it does it. And because the difference is because the laminar flow and turbulent flow have different air pressure. So the lower pressure is at the turbulent flow, which means the ball moves towards the turbulent flow. Yeah. And this these occur randomly as well. So there's no in, inside of a certain speed for depending on the ball that this can happen at. Like this can happen randomly or like either side anywhere around the ball. Hence why it's so unpredictable, the movement. So it's not, not all knuckleballs are the same, obviously. Like they move randomly. And this is because the flow and the stage of when it can happen is random as well. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like almost pushing the ball around. Yeah, exactly. If you imagine a ball and the air just going in straight lines around it, like smoothly, and then all of a sudden on one side, like the air like twists or changes or whatever. Um, just on one side of the ball, then the ball moves dramatically towards that, and that's what happens at this point of called drag crisis. Um, yeah, which is when when yeah when a ball at a certain velocity, the drag just for some reason just disappears and causes this like crazy movement. Which is why if you look at like a baseball for example, they a knuckleball is thrown at a lot slower speed than like a normal fastball. Yeah, because it has to be in that certain been that certain like speed range for it to, to happen and mm. it's like the same for a football if you like drill a football it's unlikely to happen but you have to get it in a certain but if you hit it hard but you know straight through the middle of the ball which is another important aspect of where you hit it you have to hit it straight in the middle through the center of mass yeah otherwise otherwise you put spin on it i mean again i've just never hit one i've tried so many times it's so one difficult you can kind of do it but uh, it, even with him, it's so hit and miss. Yeah, it's crazy difficult. It's like it only happens on certain objects. They have to be like smooth enough and be within a certain. Well, they don't have to be smooth, but they have to be within. It has to be within a certain like speed range and with no spin on it. There's only certain. There's so many times you can do that. Like in so many sports, you could do it. So if you did it like, if you were able to, you could do it with anything round, essentially. Yeah. 
like if you were to you know get a marble or something or think of a actually think of a ping pong ball ping pong ball is a really good example if when you hit a ping pong ball hard it goes really fast for a bit doesn't it like straight and then all of a sudden it like swerves and curves all over the place and that's this is that's a prime example of the drag crisis situation is when all of a sudden it hits that point and it just moves all over the place just swazzes yeah extreme swaz i'm sure that swaz is a technical word <laughs> i think i think it might be actually i think it is there's extreme swaz on the ball table tennis yeah no you're right yeah that's quite that's probably a better example to use is because is, everyone if you just whack a ping pong ball it will be straight for a minute and then all of a sudden it will just curve off randomly I'm just trying to think what sports they're not using it in but should be uh, well it's difficult because of racing. the situation <laughs> Yeah, but they're rolling. You can't do it. Ah, uh, God, yeah. But imagine if you could, like, grease up your marble in, like, one kind of plane. Like, rubbing a cricket ball. Yeah. Try and get a little bit more slick. Well, they do it in the cricket a little bit. You can do a knuckleball in cricket, but it's quite difficult. It doesn't work as well. Especially because it has to bounce, really. So that kind of... What about bowling? Bowling? Why would you mean bowling? You wouldn't want that because it's unpredictable. You want to be able to predict where it's going. Ah, oh, yeah, but if you could somehow manage to, like, launch... Like, playing Wii Bowling, where you yeet it up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. If you kind of got, like, a, a bit of directional change on it and it just comes in from the side and hits yeah, But they the do that anyway. Have you, have, you, what, have you ever seen professional champion bowling? Yeah, they get, like, strikes every time. Yeah, they always, but like, they throw it, like, miles out to the side and then right at the end it just spins in and gets a strike pretty much every time. Yeah, so they so they kind of are doing that already. Because if you did knuckleball, it would go anywhere. You could you'd have no idea where it was going. I think bowling is a sport that I just love to be good at, but it's such a dad sport. I quite like bowling, temping bowling. I'm not yeah. I'm not against it. I mean, I think average. I'd probably hit about a hundred, which is good. Good tally. Yeah. I like I like. Oh uh, yeah, I obviously you want to be over a hundred. I reckon like a a good game for me is probably like a one twenty. Really? Yeah. If I get like a. I can probably get I can get strikes on most most goes and I'll chuck in like a few strikes uh, so I can get spares on most goes sorry and chuck in a few strikes and that'll be good yeah that can be, we'll do that next year we'll go bowling there's a massive group. Get the whole and, and we've got to go to that mini we've got to go mini golf as well yeah should we, we do a triathlon what um Tempe. Tempe bowling mini golf and uh spoons go karting <laughs> go karting yeah Paintballing. I really want to go paintballing next year as well. We've got to go paintballing. I mean, we had so many plans for this last little kind of chunk. Yeah, I know. We've been robbed. We've been robbed. Yeah, big up Tally South. How seven. Yeah, up the boys. Miss, miss, miss the boys and the girls. Yeah, miss the, miss the whole, whole house. Anywho, uh, yeah, so that is, that's the knuckleball phenomenon. Didn't explain it very well, to be honest. It was a bit physics for me, so... Stick to chocolate do. oranges, mate. Stick with a simple. I think we might have to. But yeah, if you want to hit a knuckleball, basically hit it in the middle, just below the centre. Don't hit it too hard. There you go. Wow, as easy as that. As easy as that, mate. Yeah. Got any plans for the rest of the day, Jamie? No. What edit- editing this? Yeah. Um, might play some. Might play some Rocket League later with Jack. If he's up for it. Yeah. Hit up Isaac. Get a Stardew Valley. Well, yeah. So I just downloaded Stardew Valley and Lawrence here is a bit of a Stardew Valley expert. 
<laughs> and yeah. Isaac's downloaded it about a week ago and he's already put 40 hours into it. So I'm lagging behind with the boys a little bit. But If you don't know, it's just a, an indie farming simulator. It's like a 16-bit farming simulator. It's incredible. Enthralling. It is. There's no other way around it, really. Isaac's already put in that many hours. Yeah. I can't say I'm surprised. No, it's, it's, he's... Well, you know, he's a bit of a PC game, you know that. Oh, he's big time. He's been banging out the Stardew Valley, some like Age of Empires shit or something on his... Said five. It? Yeah, that's it. And Animal Crossing on the Wii, the old school Animal Crossing. He doesn't have the new one, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, he's not in that elite tier of men. <laughs> well, it's not everyone, not everyone can afford a Switch, mate. Well, I can't afford one, but... You've, you've got one. Yeah. And Animal Crossing. And Animal Crossing. Incredible. I've got a mate that's got the new Pokemon. Never played it. Which which new one? What oh what um the sword on Switch Sword and Shield. Apparently it's quite good. Well, I've heard that it's quite rubbish. So. Well, I, I think it's quite. It's not the same as the old ones. I think it's very different to like the old school ones that we used to play. Like I used to play. Well, I used to play certainly. I used to play like Pearl. Pearl was like prime time. Maybe the ones before that as well. But that was like. In platinum was the OG. Yeah. Diamond and Pearl, they were were mine ones. That gen. Anyways, I think we might wrap it up here. Yeah, thanks for listening. And um, give it a a follow. If you're listening to this on Spotify, give it a follow. If you're listening to it on Anchor, give it a follow. If we're on Anchor, I don't know if we're going to be on Anchor. Anyway, if it is on there, give it a listen. Thanks. Should should be on all, hopefully soon, it'll be all all on the major, major podcast stuff. So hopefully it should be easy to listen to. Yeah, give it a share, all of that good stuff. If you if you any of you have got like question these questions, these kind of oh. questions, let us know and we can discuss them. Yeah, I mean we should probably I mean when we get a little bit bigger. Yeah. But I'm just uh, saying now, if anyone has any that's listening to this one. Or we'll set up a proper email account, be proper professional. Wow. Like wow. the Peter Crouch podcast. That that that's might be getting carried away at the moment, but we also do another one about American football, if anyone's interested. It's called the Read Option NFL NFL podcast. Go check it out. Um, that's on Spotify, so you can find that there. Yeah, I think that might be it. I think we'll try and bang these out like every other week or something. Alternate between what's this called? Total shit podcast or pure shit podcast? PSP. No random random shit podcast. Random shit podcast. Yes. That's it. The random shit podcast. I think we'll try and bang these out every other week. Like alternate between America yeah, I mean, and, and this one. Hundred percent. I mean, spend how much time we spend, how much effort and time we want to put into it. Really, <laughs> considering we're going to be in quarantine for the next two months, we might have plenty of time for it. I'm going to have the lamest birthday ever. It's going to be shit. Yeah, same. We're within a week of each other, aren't we? A few days of each other. Yeah. We'll have to get a have to get a massive Zoom call <laughs> and have a but just have have a drinking session Zoom. Yeah, yeah. She just get absolutely bladded in our homes. <laughs> Yeah. This is like don't about sip of booze for me. I'm feeling like a new man, Jamie. You are, you're feeling like a new man. Well that's good. And on that note, I think we'll call it a day. Thanks very much for listening. Like, subscribe, go follow us if you want. Drop us a follow on Instagram. Yeah, we'd love a follow on Instagram. Jamie Reed, Lawrence Smith. Cheers. Sixteen. Twenty one for me. And yeah, hopefully see you in the next one. Cheers. Just plug in the, the Instagram at the end. I oh, know, incredible, isn't it?